In this week's episode, we get to talk to our very own Drew Allen and Brian Stottinger, who work here at Pepper Shock, and we are going to dig in and talk all about video production, things that you need to think about before you do it, planning, and all of the post-production, all the things that you need to know. But before we get into that, let me just say a little message here. Join me on Aspiration, a financial firm with a conscious. Sign up with my link and spend $250, and we both get $50 cash and $25 do-good dollars to donate. Terms and conditions do apply. It will put the link in the show notes, and we will go from there. So invite your friends, and you get money too, and it's just a great place to be able to save money while doing good. Welcome to Pepper Shock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition community. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. And today we're in the studio. I have with us our coworkers, my business partner and husband, and also Brian. So one thing we want to talk about is video production and things that you can think about when you want to produce a video. If you've never done it before, or maybe there's some tips, things that we can cover that we will uh, give you in thinking about what you can do to prepare. Uh, proper planning prevents poor performance and profit. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, let's start with you. Just give us a uh, background on who you are and what you do and all of that good stuff. Yeah, I'm Drew. I'm the other half of her. <laughs> and uh, I'm the COO. I kind of oversee everything operational <laughs> and uh my background's video production met ray working in in tv here in uh in idaho and went to school for video production up in seattle came back started pepper shock and we met brian working in and tv we met too. brian too <laughs> working yeah. in tv at channel 12 yeah share about yourself brian yeah my name is uh brian and uh my background is uh video production been doing it around 20 years now and uh like you guys said i uh i met you guys at uh channel 12 i was uh, working as a studio crew fox 12 fox News 12 at nine. Yeah. it's about time yeah <laughs> station doesn't even exist anymore no. But... no i know it's completely leveled too you drive by and it's just a pile of dirt <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah that's where i got my start and um had a couple gigs uh, in video production everywhere from uh, pre-production, production, post-production. Post have my, my toes on a little bit of everything. And so. you've traveled the world. Yeah, yeah. I spent four years working on uh, working on cruise ships um, in the broadcast department doing video editing and um, just soaking up the sun and enjoying <laughs> that too. But yeah. That's awesome. And so, Drew, we've been at this now since 2003. So for those of you listening, uh, any time past, that's like almost 20 years, right, in, in doing this. And so when we first started, it was, you know, the two of us kind of moonlighting as, and you were working at Channel 6 as a commercial producer. Uh -huh. And then um, we started getting more calls for Pepper Shock than we did for our own jobs that we were working at the time. Yeah. And we've kind of really just grown since and added people to the crew and, and all of that. So we've got lots of good things to talk about as far as when you're 
planning to do videos, uh, and there's a number of different types of videos that you can do, uh, but let's talk a little bit about uh, just some experiences that we've had in the years of doing this, and, and what comes to mind, like one, you know, what's some, some favorite moments or some favorite, uh, you know, shoots that we've been on or things that, uh, that we've experienced before? Well, like when we're starting a project, we always ask, like this morning we had a call with a client and we asked like, how is it going to be used? Who's the intended audience? Um, you know, because you can do quickie little cell phone videos if it's just a message that you need to get out to the world and it's, you know, going to live on social media for a day and then and, and be gone. Or, you know, is this something where you're trying to, you know, raise funds for an organization and you really need it to be polished and well thought out. And, um, so I, I, try to get people to think about what what is the purpose mm -hmm. and and then from there we can figure out the style the length the you know is this voiceover is this just a music video do we do interviews and b-roll do we, is it all motion graphics i you know mm -hmm. um so what's its purpose and then why and we'll figure out yeah, yeah why are we what, doing what's it? the video's why <laughs> <laughs> and brian what are some questions that come to mind when you first start working with somebody what are things that you want them to tell you that maybe they can think about in planning videos. Going back to, yeah, what's the why, what's the purpose for it? But I'm also really interested in um, the storytelling aspect of it. You know, what's the story need, um, that needs to be told? And, you know, what, what are the points that we need to hit and stuff? So um, a lot of that comes, comes out when we're doing interviews, um, mm -hmm. you know, videos like that where, you know, there, there needs to be a narrative that needs to be pulled out of all that rough footage and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, what is that story? And so that's that would be something that I would uh, I would ask a client right off right off the bat. Right. Whether it needs to be a candid interview mm -hmm. or it's scripted and using a teleprompter and, you know, very canned, if you will. And there's just different things to think about when you are going to be interviewed. Yep. What are some things that we usually tell people if they're going to be on camera? First of all, you know your your wardrobe is mm -hmm. um, is going to be important. Um, you know we don't like um, little tiny stripes or logos or anything that needs to be blurred out later on, right? right. Um, you know, make sure you know you look presentable. We usually provide um, you know a little bit of makeup and some some hair, you know, mm -hmm. just in case you know in our in our last looks. Yeah, we provide them with hair. No, yeah, no, no, you know, just uh, <laughs> doing their hair. Make yeah, sure their hair it looks out good, and make sure no tweakers are mm -hmm. right. Yeah, seen, no, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. And I usually tell people like, if they have the choice between contacts or glasses, which I don't, I have to wear glasses, mm -hmm. but um, choose contacts because then there's no glare. And then, like you said, like the small tiny print, sometimes mm -hmm. it blurs and it's a little bit harder to see. And then, um, you know, sometimes I'll tell people to bring a change of wardrobe just so that way we have some options um, and I really am glad that we do that because sometimes the camera lights will kind of make it'll wash somebody out with a specific color that they're not intending and so then when they get on camera they see that oh that's a really awful color like you know mustard yellow is not good for me on camera but maybe in the real world it is or you know if you're gonna be uh, with a white background what do you wear like should you wear white no, no. And, you know, that's an important thing, too. Like, where are we shooting these interviews? Are we, you know, are we in studio? What do you want? The white psych wall? Do you want a black background? Are, are we using a uh, green screen, you know? And mm -hmm. if we're using that, we're, we're going to need to have more lighting than normal mm -hmm. to key out that green and mm -hmm. uh, to make sure it doesn't bleed through and the hair and stuff. So, I mean, these are all questions that we definitely... People always ask, why chroma key green, Drew? What do you tell them? 
Because you don't have green in your skin tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most people don't wear that god-awful color of green either. So. <laughs> well, yeah. But the, the science behind it is that when the computer goes and looks for, okay, pull this color mm-hmm. out of the footage, odds are you don't have mm-hmm. kind used of to be a blue. light green. Mm-hmm. used to be right. blue. Yeah, you could do blue, but yep. people have blue, blue eyes. eyes yep. yeah. Like a <laughs> ghost effect kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yep, oh. yep. Like Zoom now when you have backgrounds and it's like sometimes you can have that ghosting effect where people, you know, are kind of it's pretty amazing what they can do with Zoom and chroma key and key out everything. But green screens are are better to have just and with like proper lighting and, you know, and if you are shooting and you have to do it yourself and then you hand us over the footage, what are some pointers that people could use? Uh, Because this has happened a lot more, especially now with social distancing in mind and people in quarantine or whatever the case might be, we still need to do video. Mm -hmm. But what are some pointers that you can give to people who have to maybe shoot it on their cell phone? So as somebody that does pre-production, production, production, post-production, I always learn that when you're shooting video, shoot like an editor. You know, just assume that you're going to be the one that's going to be editing it, whether you're not, whether Mm -hmm. you are or not, but shoot like an editor. So, you know, get the shots that you you know that you're going to need later down the line. And a lot of that's, you know, just knowing some basic camera stuff, you know, shoot wide. If you're going to shoot something, shoot it wide, medium, tight, you know, that way you have you know, different mm-hmm. options. You know, there's uh, the, the four point quadrant on your, on your camera, uh, the rule of threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all sorts of different little, little tidbits that if you're, if you're shooting right in the footage, you're not going to have to you spend more time in the editing to fix it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would just say when you're shooting, make sure, you know, proper headroom, depending on what what you're going for you know do you want the person looking at the camera or looking a little bit off the right proper framing yeah um (laughs) don't have it down below but have it eye level so that we're not shooting up your nose (laughs) yeah i mean and ideally if somebody is going to bring us footage that we're editing we'd like to probably talk to them beforehand Mm -hmm. and you know tell them you know shoot it at you know 60 frames per second and and an s log and 16 by 9 more rectangle style as opposed to up well, and down well that's depending. a sin right there do yeah. not shoot if you're shooting video do not do it in portrait mode um, yeah. do it in landscape mode use the full the full frame that means Please. turn your thumb yeah. sideways uh-huh. but yeah yeah we would just you know it's it's better to shoot it right than it is to try to fix it in post so that's right you know. that's right Spend the time, plan ahead, do what you can to make it right. And even if you have to prop up your phone with books or, you know, whatever the case might be. Phone books, that's a good use for phone books, right? Yeah. Uh, We just got a phone book in the mail. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Really? (laughs) This is my phone book. It's my phone. yeah, and other things too, like lighting, right? Thinking about if you don't have lights, what do you do? You might try to shoot outside. Make sure the sun's not in your face. You can create your own lighting kit with just probably what you have in your house. You know, mm-hmm. if you just, you're going to need something in your front. You're going to need a key light on to your other side and something in your back. Right. So that way you can get some backlighting. Um, you're going to want something, yeah. That you, so basically that's what's called a, a three-point lighting. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. going to have your front, you're going to have your key, and then you're going to have your backlight. Right. And that's going to basically get all the shadows off your face and then give you a nice little shine in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be able to do 
do that even at home without a lighting kit. Unless you're trying to go incognito and you don't want anyone to see your face, don't shoot up against a window, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, hey, maybe that's what they're going for. But ideally, you want to have the window in front of you, not behind you, because the sunlight coming in will just cast dark shadows. Yeah, you will lose against the sun anytime. (laughs) You know, the sun will outshine you. So. Right. And well, I mean, and perfect shooting time is the golden hour, right? Yeah. Well, they say, yeah, that's um, the hour before and the hour right after sunrise and the hour right before um, mm-hmm. sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some really good times for uh, for lighting. Yep. Especially if you have to go outside and, you know, you've got that golden tone that's coming from the sun and it's just a nice, if it's a little bit overcast, that's okay. You don't want it mm-hmm. so super bright that it's just, yeah, like you said, shining down on you and making these bright spots. Um, yeah, an overcast day is actually good for shooting. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's natural. Nice, even lighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a natural filter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Drew, tell us a little bit about the different types of videos that we do that people can think about that they need um, for if they're trying to build their brand or if they're wanting to, you know, be an influencer or if they want, um, you know, to, to sell their product or service or um, what kind of videos are there? There's several, right? Let's talk about the maybe five different videos that a company should have. Yeah. Um, I think an overview video that just kind of short and sweet, you know, maybe it's a a minute long, maybe two minutes, um, that talks about, you know, who you are, what you do, kind of the, just the basics, uh, because people would much rather watch a video than read mm-hmm. text on a website or social media. Or, <laughs> Although yeah. they will read the subtitles, right? Right. And so we make it audio agnostic and put subtitles on it so that way people can still understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. even though they're not here when they're it. sitting in a meeting and they're supposed to be paying attention but they're really watching a video on mute on their phone yeah. or laying in bed with their phone up or whatever there's that too <laughs> um so yeah just uh, like a high level this is who we are what we do this is the product the service these are our people blah 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 mm-hmm. um and then i think another good video a series of videos is just updates you know for social media the the quick and easy these are the ones i was talking about you know you can Mm -hmm. shoot them on your phone might need a little bit of editing but for the most part you know it's a message from a a employee or the ceo or somebody saying you know this is what we're up to this is how we're you know and obviously in in covid Mm -hmm. land Mm -hmm. you know this is how we're keeping people safe or this is you know these are how we've this is how we've modified doing our business so it's more informational Mm -hmm. um but just getting getting info out through through video sometimes even doing little tips of you know did you know or how to or you know not necessarily giving away the farm but at least giving people ideas of things that they could do and then of course if they need help then they can call you to purchase your product or service or whatever it is so, right yeah it's a good way to showcase um like a, a company culture you know mm-hmm. a little slice of life of what's going on in the office this week you know mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. You know, quick videos you can post in social so. yeah and people will watch videos more than they'll read text like you said yep. yeah okay what else um and then you know things that are a little more commercial you know maybe they are a little more polished higher end you know because you're really trying to highlight your product or service um that's probably where you would end up calling us mm-hmm. <laughs> to, scripting you know, out and planning yeah. it and yeah because that's that's the like the keystone that's the big piece of of marketing you know advertising and and it needs to be 
well done and thought provoking and right. make an emotion. Maybe it's persuasive messaging. Maybe it's something that you're wanting to inform or educate or I like to say edutain, <laughs> edutainment. Yeah. You know, make it educational but entertaining, right? Yeah. Uh, so that way it's memorable and people will share it, forward it, or, uh, you know, think of it later. And, and it's something that you can use that you could put it on all the different social media platforms and mm -hmm. LinkedIn and, and on your website. And, and if you wanted to put it on television, you could. And there's lots of ways to do that now, right? Like yeah. Hulu and... OTT. Oh, yeah. Over the top. Over the top. Ads. That's yeah. what it's called. It's called Over the Top. Oh, I thought <laughs> we were talking about uh, this is Fester Stallone movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. Yeah, no. And, and so thinking about really with the end in mind, right? What are you going to use that commercial for? Mm -hmm. And how is it going to get out there? It's one thing to make a beautiful commercial, to spend all the time and energy and effort to plan it and, you know, get the right wardrobe and get the right location and the actors and all of that, right? But if no one sees it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, commercials are definitely useful in being able to do that and even a series of them or making them, you know, you can make 60 second commercials and put them on Instagram or you can put, um, you know, even 90 minutes or you can even do an infomercial if you wanted to. But the idea behind the commercial is just that to advertise what you do and how you do it in a way that people can easily absorb it, understand it. Uh, and see it multiple times because we know that people have to see messages 11 to 13 times in order to uh, even acknowledge that they've seen your brand or heard it. Mm -hmm. So that's just another good way to get it out there and make sure that people can see it and that you're getting it in front of the right people. Oh. Can bookmark or, or bookend, bookend uh, commercial yeah. breaks, right? Yeah. So explain that. Uh, you know, maybe instead of doing one 30-second commercial, you have mm -hmm. two 15-second ones. And, mm -hmm. One starts at the beginning of the commercial break and one plays at the very end. So it kind of bookends it and mm -hmm. keeps it, keep, keeps whatever the message is in mind mm -hmm. to the to the audience. I used to run master control before I was directing news back in the day. And uh, oftentimes those bookend commercials would get annoying because you would hear just a little bit of it. And then you would, you know, go through the commercials, all the other commercials, and then you'd see it again. And, and then come like, in at the end. And some of them had jingles, right? Yeah. <laughs> when the jingle fairy comes to town, it's, oh my just, gosh. it's bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Some jingles are doozies, but you remember yeah. them. <laughs> and then they get stuck. And then you sing them over and over in your head. I already have one in my head. I'm not going to sing it because then I'll get it stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so okay, so what else? We've, we've talked about overview videos, kind of just company update videos, commercials. Uh, what else? I think something that, I mean, a lot of businesses have started doing this and obviously just a lot of individuals, but starting a channel where you do provide value and educate people. So, it, so it's a YouTube channel that sets you up as the expert. And yes, 8,000 other people might know and have done the same thing as you, but on the delivery it's, right yeah it's how you deliver it it's building that audience it's authentic it's probably something that you can produce yourself um you know obviously we could set up here in the studio mm -hmm. and do educational youtube videos for you um right. they would look and sound great and you know look a little more polished but um you know it's it's definitely something that you can mm -hmm. do yourself as long as you're you know training somebody on something providing mm -hmm. value that they can you know learn to do something themselves um so you know if you're a restaurant teach people some of your recipes you know yeah. or totally. what you know because 
odds are, you know, yes, you're giving them that information. Odds are that, you know, 10,000 people aren't going to go out and start making it themselves and never come to your restaurant again. You know, it's, it's more about creating a connection with people, you know, showing what you know, showing that you're the expert and, mm -hmm. and building, building your brand, building trust. Yeah, there was a bartender showing us how to make special drinks. Obviously, we'll go back to the bar someday when we can, when we're not in quarantine. But him showing those videos, the ingredients, sending you know, sending them out there, and you could order the ingredients and everything that you needed, and then he would show you the video of how to put it all together, and then you could enjoy it. And you know, he he would also enjoy a drink with us, even though he was on camera on, yeah. on the video, right? I mean, obviously, it wasn't communicating with us, but it could be if it was a live streaming video, right? Mm -hmm. Which is another one, a live stream. What's the importance of live streaming? You know, there's a sense of urgency for the audience to uh, to watch it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's live right now, and you want to be a part of that. So, yeah, um, you know, it's it's a good a good way to promote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now a lot of different platforms are doing the live streaming. So Facebook, obviously, they reward you when you go live. They want people to see you and show it, and they'll showcase it more so than other things in the feed that you have. Um, you know, LinkedIn, you can go live uh, no longer than 10 minutes, though, I found out the hard way. <laughs> um, and then, you know, of course, on Instagram and, you know, TikTok, all of those things, we can do these videos now that um, you, even if you're doing them yourself, you can still get them out there and then do things to help promote them and boost them and engage with them and get them out there for the world to see. What else? What other kind of videos can we do? We can do some animated videos. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's... Um infographic videos um, mm -hmm. stuff that are more animation heavy um, you know with maybe maybe a minimal voiceover or something like that but um, yeah animation infographic videos uh, tend to do pretty well um, especially on like social platforms and stuff mm -hmm. it attracts people to watch them because there's movement yeah and it's a good way to get um, like mm -hmm. you know maybe you're your message is a little too geeky or scientific <laughs> well you know yeah, like really yeah. a lot of analytics or something mm -hmm. and it's hard to to get it out in, you know, in a sentence and stuff. Well, you know, you can show it visually with graphs and, you know, and other and other elements that it's a good way to get that type of uh, information out and, and make it palatable, you know, mm -hmm. make it something that somebody wants to watch. We did some videos like that. It was uh, medical science for um, health sciences division, part of Oracle. Mm -hmm. And it was very technical, very, you know, <laughs> and, and they're trying to sell this software to people who aren't necessarily the ones that would use the software because they're the decision makers that aren't mm -hmm. the ones using it every day. And so the idea behind it was that we needed to, yeah, like you said, make it understand so it, you can understand what it is that is being said. So everything was visual and with animation and motion and words that were coming on the screen. And really it was just as a, a part of a presentation overall mm. as a kind of a tool that they could use while they were presenting about it. And then they can answer questions and those types of things. But presentation videos are, you know, aids to help along the way and be able to give that presentation in a nice, you know, concise and, um, you know, visually stimulating way, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But and when we can uh have trade shows again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what a lot of those Oracle videos we produced before is um they're audio agnostic. So, you know, basic clean graphics with text on screen so that if somebody's walking by your booth, you know, you want to catch attention. their attention and then, oh, well what's this? And I can, you know, they can stand back a little ways <laughs> without mm -hmm. having to come into your booth yeah. and kind of get an idea of, you know, 
what it is that you do or you're selling or whatever um, without being, you know, without having to hear it in a loud, mm-hmm. you know, convention center. Mm-hmm. Some other things that I've seen recently just in this, you know, pandemic era that we're in to keep people engaged on, you know, Zoom calls or go to meetings or whatever, whatever people use um, to use video where people would play a clip and then you had to guess what um, what show that was from or like what episode or, um, you know, the name of that show kind of name name this tune, but it was name that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people would win prizes. So mm-hmm. you can use video to engage people. You can use it for um, various different types of things for presentation and um, just getting the point across, especially when you can't necessarily go to an event or go to a conference, but maybe you can send a video production crew out to go shoot the video that otherwise people would be seeing if they were at that event or if they need some B-roll, you know, showing imagery of what they're talking about while they're presenting. So then you can send somebody safely, um, you know, in the production truck to go shoot some video mm-hmm. and, and then come back and then allow, you know, the world that was supposed to be at some event see in, in a different way. And again, being able to aid and tell that story and showcase the imagery that they otherwise would miss out on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we've been doing that too, like thinking about how to do video production in a, you know, safe and socially distanced, you know, environment. Right. And, and so lots of things have been happening. What are some things that we kind of have done differently since, since uh, COVID-19 kind of took over the world? Well, we have a, a client we're working with right now that, you know, before we go in, we need to do um, a survey, a health survey. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, you know, the, the temperature gun right. on your head, everyone masks um, and, you know, keep your, your six feet distance. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of that going on right now. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, a lot of the times it's, um, it would just be me and Drew on, mm-hmm. on a smaller crew and stuff. And so it'd be easier for us to, to, to follow those uh, protocols and stuff, but. Yeah, and we've, you know, sanitized everything as much as we can and mm-hmm. as often as we can and we'll wear masks and maybe instead of a lav mic we'll we'll use a boom pole and yeah, boom. you know mm-hmm. go high up above so then people aren't spraying their, you know, juices on the mm-hmm. <laughs> on a microphone. But and yeah, so lots of different little things and you know, we're mobile so we go to other places that the you know, maybe others can't go because it's, you know, a restriction on how many people can be there. And mm-hmm. we've done a lot of virtual events now, utilizing the, the gear that we have and switching um, between presentations and between cameras and, you know, being able to bring people from all over into one, uh, you know, screen, right? Right. Yeah. I wanted to, we mm-hmm. didn't even really mention why, what we're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> we have kind of an elaborate setup for a podcast or a video <laughs> here but uh, we basically built our own kind of mini studio we have three cameras here and a gopro mm-hmm. up there we've all got we're all mic'd up and then everything's running into the the switcher and uh i'm jumping from ray to brian to mm-hmm. me it all Ray, goes back Brian, to Ray, to, <laughs> to me. channel 12 that's yeah. right because we switched <laughs> working the switchboard yeah. at channel 12 mm-hmm. you know yeah but this is yeah. something i just kind of wanted to you know, mention it, that, that this is definitely something that if people are interested, we could set up, you know, a multi-camera uh, mm-hmm. show yeah. <laughs> if somebody wanted to come into the studio and do something similar. Many podcasts uh, have uh, the visual element as well, and they have a mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. you know, a- as well as uh, just an audio version. So, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of options. And going back to what we were talking about, um, you know, shoots uh, production right now in COVID, 
it's possible. I mean, people are doing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we're back. We're back to production. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's mm-hmm. you can do it safe. Yes. You know? Yes, we can. And we have gloves. We have all the gear. We have the, the masks. We have, you know, the sanitizer. Yeah. And, and yeah, it can be distanced as much as possible. And we completely understand. Um, we will wear masks and, you know, make everybody safe and feel safe. Um, as much as possible and if we can't do it in the studio we have other ways to do it we can use zoom we can use any of those other tools and we've done that before where you know we talked uh, a a couple of interviews through and making sure that it was all set up just right and you know eye level and audio and (laughs) and and making sure they looked good and the background and you know the noise and making sure that that sounded good and um, you know just giving people some tips and ideas of what they can do to to make those events and um, all the streaming that we can go on and you know you stream and YouTube and Facebook live and recording it all and then replays and <laughs> mm-hmm. we've done done webinars and we can you know charge for re- webinars and replays too <laughs> yeah let's see what else any other uh, types of ideas of videos that people we know that people need uh, you know to be in business in, in this next year in 2021 if you don't have a video strategy it's definitely something you need to consider but is there anything else that we didn't cover as far as videos that we can kind of share or give ideas for that people would use in their uh, in their business or on their profiles or if they're promoting a brand or a nonprofit or a cause or uh, what have you whatever it is that <laughs> anybody needs video for right I guess we didn't cover training um, training videos, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've done a lot of those where we help. I always say branding happens from the inside out. And so training your people and doing kind of culture videos and, you know, kind of saying, you know, this is how we do things. This is the pepper shock way, or this mm-hmm. is the company way or your company kind of thing. Um, we did some training videos that were pretty fun with uh, one of our clients, right? We had them in the studio. We kind of set the stage with ferns and, you know, explain what we did there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, they uh, <laughs> they wanted to do a, a different uh, type of training video where it wasn't just uh, some dry, you know, this is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. They they were fans of uh, the Be- Between Two, two ferns, ferns videos that were on uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Galifianakis videos that are on YouTube. So we set up our studio to look like uh, the set um, with, you know, two ferns and the black background, make it look like a kind of a cheesy studio set up. And that's how they did their uh, their interviews. So it was just a kind of a fun way to, to do a dry style of training video. So. Right, right. And everybody needs to be trained, right? Yeah. You need professional development. You got to, you know, have a process that needs to get mm-hmm. out. So sometimes edutainment is more memorable. Yeah, that was edutainment there, right? <laughs> and we've done other... Um, you know more traditional training videos um i think uh, one was uh with albertson's uh which is a grocery store so it was hired some actors to play employees and did you know acted out situations in the the grocery store mm-hmm. there were sexual harassment training videos yeah <laughs> we'd yeah. have people sign a waiver saying this is just a reenactment yeah <laughs> that's when it's tough to be the actor right you don't want to <laughs> be i'm just acting i promise yes yes no, but that's good. a good case in point because you can utilize this as a tool to help with your culture and help, um, you know, train situations and scenarios and, and events and things that you can do to get your message across, but have it kind of somewhat pre-planned so that way you got the message dialed in as to what you want it to be. And then, of course, editing always helps. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's the, that's the magic there. That's right. 
Um, good. Yeah, I think, you know, we've covered quite a bit and I'm sure mm -hmm. there's other videos that people are doing and TikTok videos and <laughs> people will say, Ray, I want you to make me a viral video, but I want to tell people that I cannot make you a viral video. I can, we can make you a video Yeah. and it's then we can do it. things. Yeah, yeah, we can do things to help accelerate the virability of it. Mm -hmm. It's a hard word to say, but I cannot make you a viral video. The, the whole purpose is that it becomes viral, right? Mm -hmm. You can create videos, you can make them, you know, educational or entertaining or, you know, have that wow factor or that, you know, the, the things that make things go viral, right? And, and so you can do all of that and you can plan as much as you want, but there's, nothing that's going to say that it's going to become viral. Now there are things to do to plant the seed and to mm -hmm. organically, you know, share and grow. Um, but in some circumstances you have to pay to play in order to get people to see the videos. And we do a lot of that. Uh, Drew, why don't you talk a little bit about video marketing and how we get these wonderful videos out there in the world that we do. Well, we mentioned it a little bit about, you know, kind of coming up with a strategy and a plan, um, you know, come up with a, a calendar for the year and know your your big key, either seasons or products or, you know, launch a new product or whatever, have a have a plan. And then, uh, you know, yeah, the social media videos, there's native ads, there's over the top OTT on digital streaming, there's YouTube, there's traditional TV, it really comes down to where's your audience? What are they, what media do they consume? You know, are they on Facebook? Maybe, maybe not. You know, if they're in their twenties, they're probably not on Facebook. You know, they're on Instagram and TikTok, and now you can do ads for TikTok. And so it's, it, yeah, knowing your audience, who are you trying to market to? Who, who do you want to have see this video? And then where are those people? How can I, how can I reach them? And what's my budget? You know, mm -hmm. TV is expensive and um, but it reaches a lot of people in a certain demographic um, and in some some areas of the country, you know, it's still really mm -hmm. prevalent. You know, there are a lot of people watching TV, other parts of the country, not so much. So it's just yeah. there's so many variables. I think the biggest piece of advice is don't just go willy nilly or, you know, mm -hmm. don't just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You know, you're just kind of burning through your money that way first of all you have to pick the right wall second of all <laughs> yeah yeah you have to also yeah. uh like you said figure out what your target audience is and how they're going to be reached and then it, they adapt they adapt over time new new technologies new platforms new things come up mm -hmm. and you have to stay on top of what is the next thing that your audience is going to want or see or need from you and and with the with covid right things have changed exponentially now everybody's on digital right double mm -hmm. down on digital and so what can you do to capitalize on that and leverage your digital space and and make sure that the ads that you're placing you're tracking them and you get an ROI on them and you see you know what your KPIs are right kept promise indicators oh. <laughs> yeah ke well kept. key performance indicators but kept promises right what are those kept promises that you want to to do and then pivot right that's a word of 2020 mm -hmm. right top 10 words of 2020 pivot <laughs> when something's not working and then you know reevaluate and then put money towards the things that are working and we've done this before too like we um we did two videos and they um were exactly the same but we had different metadata and different titles on on youtube for them because right. youtube obviously is owned by google and when we tested both of them 
we identified which video actually performed better with the titles and the, the metadata that we were utilizing on the backside of the video. And and then um, the the one that won out, that's the one we spent the money on. Right. And then you could do another iteration again and, and just keep going until you could get really good. And what happens is because YouTube is owned by Google, when you have videos on YouTube, then when you search in Google, sometimes those videos will pop up in the Google search, not just the YouTube search, but the Google usually search. usually do. And, and they're an image by them, and so people click on them because they're videos. Mm-hmm. And so playing around with how you can utilize um, you know, SEO and, and all those types of things is, is, is super helpful. And now the advent of Google Nest, um, where you can see the videos, now what's more important too is voice search engine optimization. And so if you're asking Google or, um, you know, whatever tablet or whatever you're using to, you know, voice command and say, show me this video or show me this or that or the other, Hmm. it'll play those videos. So now not only are we thinking about mobile, uh, we're thinking about now voice as well. So artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, AI voice Mm -hmm. search. Mm -hmm. Voice search is a big deal thing you have to pay attention to and (laughs) optimize for yep well and because um you know now that we can command um our tvs our smart tvs and i can tell google to turn on my living room tv and to play certain things on my tv (laughs) it's all connected right everything's all connected all of the internet of things are all connected and so thinking about okay what are the 11 to 13 ways that i need to reach my target audience so that i know that they're even acknowledging that they've even heard about my brand and video absolutely is definitely uh, something that you need to put into your strategy for this next year and probably in perpetuity. <laughs> but uh, video is here to stay. It is yeah. definitely. It's been around a yeah. long time. I heard but... it killed the radio star. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> oh, now that song's gonna be my head. <laughs> Forget the jingle. Now it's the video killed the radio star. Okay. So, any final thoughts on just? educating and sharing uh, maybe some words of wisdom or just things that uh, you know we do that we like to tell our clients uh, in thinking about video production and and you know tips and tricks and things that we can help share um I could go back to what I was saying if you're if you're planning on shooting your own video shoot like an editor you know whether you're editing it or not make it easy for yourself you know um go with it with the ideas of what shots do you want and uh, what are you going to use have some some basics of composition and framing in mind uh you always want to have you know some headroom you know make sure your sub your subject's not looking off on the other other end Mm -hmm. um basic lighting that's going to help you all in at the at the end you know one thing i always tell people and you just said it, that's what reminded me of it. If you say, well, like I just said, mm-hmm. or as I was saying before, or <laughs> well, as I mentioned, you know what? You may not have mentioned that if we edit that out. If we edit that out, right? <laughs> but if you find yourself saying it, it's okay. Just leave a little pregnant pause, as we call it, and then carry forward. Mm-hmm. You know, so people have to stop and start again. Then just leave a little little time in frame. The other thing that also um, made me think of that I, that I talk about is... If you are the person interviewing somebody, the hardest thing that I had to learn was to shut up when um, (laughs) just letting the person on camera speak and not hearing my voice, because usually my voice will get cut out if I'm interviewing them, and not saying, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, that's interesting, right? You can't say anything 
you have to be quiet. <laughs> and so sometimes when we work with people who are fresh at interviewing other people, that's one thing we always have to do is cut their voice out because yeah. it's like, that's not necessary, right? And we're trying to have people sa say their um, sentence as a standalone sentence. So sometimes reiterating the question within their answer mm -hmm. is usually another thing I tell people. So that way my voice gets cut out when I'm interviewing, right? Anyway, sorry, I cut out. I had to I had to jump in and say, as you just said. Don't worry, I'll cut all this out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, that's joking. the luxury of being an editor. And that's yep. what I tell people too. Like, if it's, it, we're not live. And sometimes people get anxious on in front of camera. Mm. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, trying to just make them comfortable and at ease and, you know, take a deep breath before you start. And, oh, yeah. you know, all of those things are really important as well. Um, and, and I think that that's, you know, definitely something that you want to do. And then the other thing too is like have water around if you need it or, you know, tissues, whatever, mm -hmm. just so that way you can feel like you're at ease and you can, you know, get the job done <laughs> and say what you got to say, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else, Drew? What are some other kind of final thoughts on video production and, you know, if you're looking to do something. Um, we didn't really talk about pricing. Those are, those are all definitely things that are variables and all of the consideration. But what are some things that we have to take into consideration when we're looking at estimating, uh, you know, the cost of a video? There's a million variables. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, true. There's so many things that go into it. Yeah, that might be a whole nother podcast <laughs> episode. I know, to talk I know. About. But there are things <laughs> but, that, that change the variables, right? Right. Are, yeah. I mean, you know? if you're if you're going to hire a production company, there are things that you might think through ahead of time because um, they're going to ask you anyways, and this is mm -hmm. all going to affect the price. But you know, are are you writing the script or is the production company? Mm -hmm. How how involved on the pre-production before you ever even turn a camera on? Are mm -hmm. are you wanting to be? versus you know no I'd, I'd rather really have the you know I'm, mm -hmm. I'm hiring the production company for their ideas their scripting the you know finding mm -hmm. the right talent all of it I, I want help with all of it um, so you might consider that and then on the production side of things you know are we shooting any footage or is this all motion graphics if it's all graphics do the graphics already exist or do we need to create a you know do we need to have our design team in-house mm -hmm. do that because that'll affect the price um, and if we're shooting you know can we get it scheduled to where it's all back to back to back and we're not, you know, going out shooting one interview and then come back and then go out the next day and shoot mm -hmm. another interview and come back, you know, if set we can, strike, if we can line strike. it all up and, and knock it all out in a day, um, you know, is there travel involved? Do we need to have an overnighter is, you know, all, I mean, every, every little thing just keeps adding on catering and, to hair, that budget. Hair and makeup artists or, you know, one of each or a wardrobe, yeah. you know, consideration. Yeah. Um, lots of different things to consider too and like you said location that's important because if you can do something on one, you know on one location sometimes you don't always shoot in the order of the script right but you can shoot in order of what makes sense and putting together the yeah. shot list and how you know the order of what we want to do to make it the most efficient so that way your budget isn't tied up in trying to make decisions on the spot right. but your your decisions have already been pre-built 
with the understanding and the caveat that sometimes new discoveries or things change and, you know, you, you have to, to kind of roll with the punches, right? I mean, I remember showing up to a, a location and the door was locked and there was nobody to open the door. And we stood around for an hour waiting for somebody to come and open the door. It was to no fault of ours, but the client, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> created this issue. And you know what? That's time, time that we're all money, yeah. spending, you know, that I can't go out and do another production or I can't go out and do anything else besides sitting they're waiting and you know unfortunately it's we got to charge for that because we're not uh utilizing our crew and they're just sitting there right so that does not happen often because we are planning ahead we planned ahead and we made sure (laughs) yeah no that doesn't happen anymore (laughs) once once one you know what's it like hit me once and you know shame on you do it again no no (laughs) yeah no only once so yeah those are all different things to consider and like how many people are on the crew how many you know if we need an audio operator if we need a teleprompter operator if we need you know lighting and and additional lighting like you know if we have a green screen and we need to do that or if we're you know out uh with a big truck a production truck and you know needing to do outdoor lighting it's just a lot of different things to consider in some circumstances we've had it where we've had big productions where we've had to have um you know like a mobile rv acting as our you know trailer for for first aid for talent for whatever the case might be and security we've had to have that and we've had to hire security before because of the talent and guides like people who are familiar with the area and one case we hired pilots and (laughs) helicopters and all kinds of fun stuff but a production can go anywhere from you know maybe a couple thousand dollars to a couple you know twenty thousand to fifty thousand to hundred and fifty thousand it really does Depend millions. on what you have. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> how big is your idea and how yeah. far do you want it to go, right? That's right. Yep. <laughs> and can you get it funded? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think all of those uh, factors are important to consider when you're running, wanting to put it together. Any other final thoughts? I just think you should do videos. Whether you, <laughs> whether you hire us to yeah. do it or you do it yourself, um, you know, it's a pretty important part of how business is done and how communication happens. And yeah. I believe in it. <laughs> Uh, I think it works. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Any other final thoughts, Brian? Ditto. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're fun to do. (laughs) At the very very least, you're going to have a fun time if you you make one. So, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. And I'm just going to put in a shameless plug for our marketing expedition community. Uh, If you want to have more videos to watch or (laughs) some trainings on how to uh, build your brand and your bottom line, go to themarketingexpedition.com. And there's all kinds of good information there for you. And like Brian said, and Drew said, if uh, you are interested in video production and need to explore your ideas um we will be happy to do a 15 minute call with you and you can go to peppershock.com slash book dash ray or peppershock.com slash book dash drew and uh, we'd be happy to meet with you virtually to start and just see and explore with you what we can do with that said thank you guys for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us and uh Without further ado, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Thanks for listening. Be sure to uh, review, rank, <laughs> recommend, share all of the things for us because that helps us get our message out in the world. And we really appreciate you listening to our podcast and video. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at peppershock.com. 
Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.